0: This episode of the most best podcast is brought to you by Petalbert Used
1: Toaster Company.
0: <laughs> Hello and welcome to the most best podcast. I am your host Zach Williams and
1: Pop Nasty. Pop Nasty. <laughs> <laughs> I've lost on that already. <laughs> uh, is there? What, what the fuck pop I'm nasty. I'm, I'm not what? even gonna be polite. What the fuck does pop nasty mean? I don't. I don't really know to be honest. True. I started saying it. like could go on Facebook for some reason, and like just fucking saying it all the time. And, and I don't know. I just really annoyed a lot of people with this. So, so that's a legit catchphrase that yeah, you it's use. Actually, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, some, some people. think some people are saying it, it's fucking stupid. Uh, I don't even know what it means. It sounds quite like.
0: I don't know. Is it like a hype thing? Like that's pop nasty, or is it?
1: Yeah, I don't know. Kind of. Yeah, I don't really know, mate. I just doing. Pop nasty and just fucking calm and shit. Just see if you can slip it in throughout the episode. (laughs) Yeah, we'll do. And talking about slipping (laughs) it in, with me today
0: in the most best recording studio, I am so, so excited. I've been wanting to do round two for so long. You may have heard him on uh, what is actually our most successful episode to date. Uh, Ladies and gentlemen, besties at home, please put your hands together. (laughs) Wherever you are, if you're on the bus, put your hands together. And welcome with me, co-host with the mo-host, Sandro
1: Ford. Hello, <laughs> <laughs> hello, Sandra. How are we doing, dude? What's going on? Mate, you good? Ah, it's, I'd like to say it's been a while. We, um, how long was it ago?
0: The podcast was. Let me just long look time. that up. It was a long time ago. Is it February's, man? Okay, yeah. Make a guess as to uh, not the date recorded, but the date posted. Because I'm pretty sure I posted it shortly mm. after we recorded the episode. Was it like? Was it like September last year? Do you want to give an exact date? Uh, I don't know. It was July 28th last year. Oh, was it? So very it? close coming up on a year Ooh. since we uh, since we last spoke. Once a year. On uh, mic. <laughs> I said last, I spoke on Mike. We did uh, have a car share the other day to Bristol.
1: Yes. It was good. You enjoyed it? It was good, man. I've been very, very slack know, with need, gigging. You need to travel more, I told her. I. I just need to gig more. Even just yeah. in my local it's area. Ju- it's just gig. Yeah, it is. It's, it is a nightmare. Just getting into it. It's just getting... Get in the spots and fucking get in there. Oh, then get your stuff ready. Try new material. It's the fucking big hamster wheel of comedy now. But, <laughs> but <laughs> round round. <laughs> uh,
0: since our last encounter, you have been working your ass off. You're a proper little workhorse when it comes to gigs now. Yeah, you seem yeah. To be
1: everywhere. Yeah, I've been doing. I'm doing a lot. You know when I when you first start comedy, you kind of ask people, like, "What, um, how do I get gigs?" Now and then people they just say, "You got to, you know, just come, but when you start, you don't, you, don't, you, don't, you don't understand what they mean, like, well... And you, I came, and I came, and I, I came know. till I could come no more. I and they think, they, I don't know, they think, um, it just happened. You know, people ask you to do gigs and stuff, and it's just, it just can build up, don't they? And I run away my own night as well, so I hope some people give me spots back for that. It's just, yeah.
0: Well, I got you back on the podcast, if that helps. <laughs> I, uh, I did... Give me gigs! I was say, it was, was it January I did your night? In yeah, I don't want to do the search. Uh, on the, like, one snowy day we had of the year. <laughs> I know,
1: That's the thing, everybody was saying that, I was going to cancel, I don't know to make it, I said, come down, there'll be a crowd there.
0: In all fairness, the group thread on the day was amazing, just watching you pull your hair out,
1: everyone going, yeah, see, I don't know if I am going to make it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, a lot of people, there's um, a woman from Magento, a fair national drive down, but people, the snow, so a little bit of snow comes. everybody starts panicking, don't they? Fuck it. <laughs> oh, you fucked him up. It's bollocks. There's no, the snow melts in there. So, uh, Ebby come down and it was full house and we had a laugh to me. That was amazing. It was
0: heaving. And not only heaving, but it was an audience who were bang up for it as well. Uh,
1: yeah, they love they love a fucking bit of comedy. like. Oh, yeah. it was
0: real. Like, genuinely, when I walked in, I was not only surprised by the amount of people in the room, given that we had that light dusting of snow. Yeah. But just the fucking energy, man.
1: Yeah, and they go nuts for me. There was,
0: <laughs> what well, I had uh, <laughs> my star launched and then plucked back out of the sky in like three seconds that night what happened uh after my set uh i was at the back talking to all the acts and this girl comes up to me clearly a bit pissed uh and she gives me a massive kiss on the cheek and she was like fair play you were amazing that was so funny and i was like oh that's so cool and then she turns to someone who hadn't performed wasn't an act and says the exact same thing <laughs> A new segment that we've been showcasing on the Most Best Podcast. Yeah. Uh, it needs a new name, but I like the working title. We've already got a jingle for it, so we're fucked. Uh, it's something we're calling Lyria.
1: I like it. You love the puns. So.
0: I, I do love a good pun. And that literally was born well, of yeah. me mishearing someone at work. They said something, and I thought they said, blah, 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 Lyuria. And I was like, well, shit, there's a podcast game in there. <laughs> uh, so the rules of Lyria... Um, as co-host with the MoHost, I have tasked you to write five facts about yourself. Uh, any number of them can be untrue. You will read them out. I get to ask one question about each one. And then based on that, I have to decipher uh, what's true, what's bullshit. Right. You ready? Yeah, let's go. Excellent. So hit me with your first fact.
1: First one, I won the under-14s South Italian Ping Pong Championship when I was all on holiday to see my family in Italy. Number two. Uh, My grandpa used to know Fred West.
0: Dark as it is, I really hope that's true. All right, next
1: one. Um, I once got lost in Paris as a child for three hours. And when I got found, I got found in the queue for chips. (laughs) Like, I I feel I don't need to question that one, to be honest, Sandra. Next one. Oh, the, f- the most famous person that I know personally is Anthony Hopkins.
0: I'm just going to write famous Anthony in my in my little notebook here. And what's your last fact?
1: Right. On one holiday, um holiday in hell, I lost my glasses, got stung by a jellyfish, got bit by a dog, stole a bike and got caught, scarred my sister for life, and ripped my toning off.
0: <laughs> right. Uh, <laughs> lost glasses, jellyfish. <laughs> Dog, stolen bike, scarred sister, and what was that last bit? <laughs> toenail. toenail oh, fucking hell. Shit like that goes right through me. I was watching Black Swan last night. Have you seen that? No. Really good film, but fuck me, the amount of like fingernail torture there is oh. in that. Like without being like any spoilers. It, the film's like fucking ten years old. Fuck spoilers. Her mum like grabs her hand and starts like violently oh, no. clipping oh. her nails ah. and it's fucked, man. It went no. right through me.
1: So, anyway. Nasty. Pot Nasty. Pot. Nasty. Pot. <laughs>
0: <laughs> got one in. There we go. I'm tally it. these off. You've got one in. <laughs> so, questions yeah. about your fact. Um, go on. The Under-14 South Italian Ping-Pong Championship. How many games did you have to play? Three. Doesn't seem like much of a...
1: Well, it was a random one because it was in... My auntie, where my auntie lives, it was in a town. It's not a big thing, I don't think. It was just... I don't, know, I don't know if it was kind of made up, but it was, uh, yeah, it was advertised as. It was like 10 euros entry, and then, yeah, three games. <laughs> but, yeah. like, is it... It, was, it... was under 14. It was all different ones, up to 16. No, I was about to ask another yeah, question, yeah. but I wish... With, with, if anything,
0: it would have been a better question, so I'm gutted I didn't, uh, I didn't ask that. I'm just going to write 10 pound entry. <laughs> 10 euros. 10 euros. My apologies. It Ten is euros. Brexit, after all.
1: Um, how did your grandpa know Fred West? My grandpa's from New Wint. My grandpa's Rose West. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, my um, my grandpa's from New Wint. was a little village not far from where um he, Mitch Mark I think he's from, is he? Origi- originally. Uh my grandpa's to live that far from that far from him. He knows all the family. And he said they're all fucking nuts. They used to have a small owner on a little bit of a farm or something. So um yeah. Okay.
0: See, yeah. From playing this game, I'm starting to read people. Uh, some people, I'll find, give way too much information or too little. You were giving, unfortunately, the exact right amount of information for me <laughs> to be like, is it true? Is it bullshit? <laughs> uh, why were you in Paris? And how did you get separate? Two-part question. Gig one. Uh, why were you in Paris? Why did you get separated from who you were with?
1: Paris. right? Um, or oh, Paris. I went over for the... It's called Disneyland Paris and we went over with another family and when we had obviously went to the the Disneyland but one day he went into Paris himself and I was by the Eiffel Tower and I just went wandering and he lost he they they lost me and his police search and they eventually found me 3 hours later by a chip queue for chips <laughs> <laughs>
0: See I am not one to judge when I was young I was like you know single digit should we say Uh, I once went missing. My parents, we had a caravan down the Gower. Yeah. Uh, But to get there, my dad used to drive like a white van. Right. And some kid was annoying the fuck out of me one day. And my parents were out. Caravan was locked. And I was like, oh, but the the van's open. I'll just go for a kip in the back of the van. So I get under all these coats, have a sleep in the back of the van. Uh, I wake up six, seven hours later. I'm a heavy sleeper. (laughs) Uh, My dad, who was in the police at the time, had pulled every single possible string he could to get a manhunt going. Uh, because the little kid who was annoying me uh, had told my parents that he saw two grown men taking me down the fucking <laughs> marshes. The and I wake little up, little bastard. I wake up and there's fucking dogs, helicopters, this entire caravan site looking for me, and I was like,
1: "Morning, that's fucking pop nasty. That's great. That is
0: pop nasty. That's two pop nasties for your buck."
1: <laughs> How do you know Anthony Hopkins? Well, Anthony Hopkins, obviously from Broughton, and he originally started in uh, the YMCA acting classes, and he acted with my. He, he actually acted with my mate, my mate's grandpa Ken, and they just known each for years, and i have met him a few times when he come over when I younger. Like I've not seen him a few years since you know since all that fame, he's uh, he's no, all gone to his head. No, <laughs> he, he came, last time I seen him was his, 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 his like seventieth birthday when he came over. yard had it in Maggan Park Ordnery. Well, see that.
0: Mm, I have been in Port Albert YMT and there's a lot of pictures of Anthony Hopkins up on the walls.
1: Yeah, that's what you start it's, that's when he started this crazy thing.
0: Fuck, just go into more details about this holiday. I can't cite like decipher a question to ask. Uh yeah. So just so bit by bit, is it? Bit by bit, talk me through this fucking holiday. Right. right
1: um right. It was a it was a holiday, Twitter. We went over in the camper van, and we went over for a life-saving competition, and we went over there, and we, we on the way we drove over and stayed in France. So we got this campsite in France. We stayed tonight and it was a fucking roughest camp I've been to. Right, you wandered
0: sh- off to the chip shop.
1: No, no. <laughs> and we, we go there, and out the van, and there was two like wild dogs, and one chased me and bit me on the ass. And that's, no. when got, that's when I got bit, and it was crazy. That's when I got bit. It was a really creepy, fucking campsite. And then in Italy, then what happened then? Yeah, and then on the first night, I lost my glasses. So only glass I had. Was so this isn't one holiday. Just one all day, we went to Italy then. Just kind of oh, holiday. right, right. Yes, yeah, so we stopped in France a bit, got to um in Italy then, and I lost my glasses. The so only glass I had was tinted uh sunglasses, <laughs> from, 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 like fucking Stevie Wonder. I was bumping into things and stuff in the night, and um, then what was it? oh, yeah, on the beach, then I got I got stung by jellyfish. And that same day, I walked out the beach and I ripped my t- oh, my big toenail off, it was very painful, like Yeah, and, yeah. Yeah, and then oh, all happened then the bike thing. What well, that was, people who were staying with us, come from the other campsite. They they come on it. It was a big. It was a bike with a big basket on the front, and he rode it there. And I was only a kid, like in uh, about ten, say. And uh, I said, "Oh, what's that bike? So oh, you can borrow if you want. You can use it." And I was driving on the campsite on, and I got chased by a man whose bike he was, <laughs> and got caught. And I didn't even take the fucking bike. Uh oh my sister. Then we right, we both riding push bikes then. Another occasion. And I hit it off the bike and there's was a metal peg in the bike and it's stuck in her foot. not in the side of a leg or car, sorry. And got a big deep scar there. No, she's got it, no, she still says about that. Is he
0: physically scarred? It? it wasn't like emotional scarred. Oh no, no, physically scarred, yeah. I expect it to like walking in on you <laughs> having like a pokeybum whack or something.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and what's the that one then? Oh yeah, I ripped my knee. Oh, yeah, I done ripped my knee off and I done that one, yeah. So that's it. Ooh. Now this is a fucking tough one, I'm not yeah. gonna
0: lie. Um I'm going to say the only lie in this entire thing is the under-14 South Italian ping-pong championship. That's a lie. See, the way you said that leads me to believe there's more lies, but I'm going to stick to my guns. That's the only lie I'm saying.
1: Right. That's a lie. The gramp no Fred Rice, that's true. Fucking hell. Uh, got lost in power chip fan, that's true. Yep. I expected that one to be. Anthony <laughs> Hopkins, that's false. Okay. I don't know him. You've sold that very well. Thank you. And the last one's true as well. Well, fuck. I, see, I'm getting better at this.
0: I'm getting closer every time. One day, I'll get them all right. And I'll, What's the worst you've done? Uh, I'm pretty sure every single time so far. I've got, like, the majority of it wrong. I think really. Thing is, um, when I came up with this idea, I didn't realise just how fucking interesting everyone else's lives are. Like, uh... St- <laughs> <laughs> not, not to say that mine is interesting. Yeah. I'm doing a fucking podcast in my spare room. <laughs> uh... uh <laughs> Uh Stefan Allen has written dialogue for a fucking Pokemon game. Oh yeah. Like I on imagine, the fucking yeah. uh on
1: the like the, the game. You know. he well uh what else? Fucking was it SFC's
0: uh had to learn how to do cartwheels down a ramp in school? Basically, uh to cut a long story short, and you can go listen to the episode. Yeah. We have the most best podcast with SFCers to get the full story. Uh, but apparently when she was in primary school, she couldn't cartwheel. So her teachers thought like the only way that she can learn how to do it is to make her do it down a ramp, which would just make it infinitely harder to do. That's <laughs>
1: fucking stupid as fucking earth. And that's the beauty
0: of Lyria. Pop nasty. To jazz things up on the Most Best Podcast, we have fucked with the format when it comes to the interview. Now, last time we spoke, I pretty much just tried to interview you for an hour. I don't really have interview chops. I'm not very good at it. Uh, so what I've done is just to make my life easier. I've written twenty questions. They're about comedy, your time in comedy, your feelings, comedy as a whole. Right. And what we're going to do uh, to make it nice and easy is simply just roll the twenty-sided die to decipher what questions I ask you. So I'm going to hand the die over to you as co-host. What's of the a die? A dice. A singular dice.
1: It's not. It is. Dice is dice.
0: No, a dice is plural.
1: Is it? Yeah. yeah. Three arms.
0: <laughs> so right roll away whatever number comes up we'll ask you that question
1: number three
0: number three see we covered this in the last episode but for the besties who haven't listened tell us about your first gig Remember?
1: oh yeah first gig <laughs> <laughs> first gig was rough as uh that no, was sadly gone Mortar sadly gone uh he was in there rest in power yeah, I went over the week, week no, the the month before with my mate Bush um, to have a look at his boat. Thought I wouldn't mind giving it a crack. Come back over, wrote five minutes, of fucking shit myself. And, uh, <laughs> yeah, and you, before they call your name, my legs they like kind of shaking. I was like, oh my fucking God, no. Because well, you're not a, a performance based uh, no, person. No, really? no, never perform in my life. I was told to stand up because he was fucking idiot. Um, and just come from there really. And I, I, I absolutely fucking love it now. You know, it's a big hobby of mine now, I think. I love it. So what was
0: going through your head that first time you were up on stage yeah. then? Was it just like it was get it's the best this?
1: it's the best feeling in the world, now. It's great. Like well, when no not, like when you when you've done it a few times, it's it's obviously I I only explain it. When you first get up there, it's like adrenaline is oh when you can drive, When but it's a boxer, I guess, like similar kind of adrenaline, The Adrenaline is unbelievable and it's just like overwhelming. but then as time goes on. You don't, you don't get you don't, you don't get much nerves used to and um, I think as time goes on standard you just, you just kind of want to get better and just do and be you know just be better when you first start all you want to do is just try and get one a few laughs but as you go on you want to structure more and so have obviously much better start with a laugh finish with a laugh finish the best joke start with your second best joke or whatever but as you first start you've got a clue what you're doing and that's the funny bit about it pissing in the dark yeah and, you, and it's crazy that it's um when you first start you just you so like um so new to it you don't know about bombing and it's just crazy it's interesting what you just said do you feel that the nerves are going when you go up now yeah. are you you're more comfortable with it yeah it depends like some sometimes i do it and it depends like i want to get nervous now if I, if I do like a gig and there's like a kind of promoter or something there or someone who books gigs and someone says if you do well you can make it a few gigs that's when i kind of get like nervous but as in, like, just performing normal, not really, no. But I, then again, I, I do the same kind of rooms. But I suppose if I done a big, like a big room, like say go over under two hundred people, I think I'd be different then. So it's less that
0: you're comfortable with standard, but you're comfortable in the space you're in currently. In standard. Yeah, it's... yeah.
1: Well, I think I'm comfortable in general, but I, I I would get a little bit nervous, obviously, but not as much as your first gig, is it? No, God, like things, It depends what's the on like you know, like if you just go, if you just go into a gig. And you just you know you just do, you know you're gonna do it, you're gonna do it, that's it, but if you go to a gig and there's pressure like you know this or this could lead to something else or like a
0: progression yeah, till, yeah. you know
1: it's the same as any, or' it's same as a competition or you know your mind's different than in it because you think oh this there's now come at the end of this, but otherwise you don't give a fuck if you want to be on so
0: but do you feel that works to your strength or your benefit? only reason I ask is uh from playing in bands, I always felt I had the best gigs. When I was shitting myself to go up. Mm. Just because I had that energy there. And I know there's a lot more throwing myself about one uh, yeah, yeah. playing with a band, because you've got to like sell the energy of you playing yeah. to get the yeah. audience on side. Yeah. Um, but do you feel that you'd much rather be comfortable going up on stage? Or do you feel that little bit of nerves? Yeah. I I, I, think,
1: I think a little bit of nerves, don't get me wrong, it's not like I'm not nervous. They do have a little bit of nerves, but I mean, when I first started, I was a if I go up, I was like, oh fucking up. But I think going up on stage, you, you want you want to have the most control. When you know you've got control, that's when you do well. For me anyway, but if I know I oh, I'm I'm gonna do it so and I go up, I have a really good gig and I always do it, But if I if I before I think, oh fucking hell, this crowd's hard work and, and somebody before who's fucking dying their ass or that there's someone in the crowd fucking eckling, it's like that fucking kind of mindset can um you know, not put in the right frame of mind, then you can kind of you know, lose your track of thought and stuff, I suppose. But I, I find when I don't prepare for stuff, it goes worse. If I prepare properly and I kind of go through my set a few times in the house, that's it's spot on. Well, that's but, what I feel with Bristol
0: uh, that we just did on the weekend now is normally I'll just like, I'll be writing stuff in work and just going through to my head. Mm-hmm. But because I had the day before the gig, I literally spent all day just pacing mm-hmm. around the house, mm-hmm. running the set, saying the jokes out loud, finding the that's rhythms the of them. Do it. And honestly, I've never felt more comfortable than when I went up. Brand new room, all new faces. Mm-hmm. But I, I felt I was more in my stride because I knew the rhythms well.
1: of the jokes. Oh, thank you very much. Doing well. But the same, that, that basically guy didn't do that, that when we done. Because I got jokes in and I wanted to do. When I was like, oh, I'll put them together. And they wasn't in the right order. So when I come back from that, I was like, fuck. I, said, I, to get my, I thought, right, I'm going to write them all out what I want to do. Because I'm doing a competition now for seven minutes. So I'm trying to get a good seven to set together. So I laid all the questions. They all flow together, and I done the one yesterday, and they opened with it, and it went well, and you no, know, it was a real good night. So I think sometimes it is planning. If you until fail it, to plan, you plan to fail. It, fail until you get more experience, because like, you have some comics and go up, like you know, um, who's, who's the fucking who's the improv comic? now? there's a lot of not Noel Fielding. Who's the other uh, one? Ross Noble. Ross Noble. No, I think he has ideas in his head, but he's a grift of the crowd, and when you have got experience, you can do that. But um, I think when you the first. Three so or four years you're starting, you need to really plan it and get your, get it there. Cause a lot of a lot I think a lot of it, especially doing gigs, <clears throat> like on pro nights and stuff like that, you want to try and prove yourself. So if you're going up there and just trying to fucking riff and stuff and fucking the night up for people, yeah, you're yeah. not gonna have not go off your back. But if you prepare and you show them that you can, you know, you've got some half decent materials, I suppose.
0: And I guess in a way that if, you know, you're on a bill with some more experienced acts who know their partner and you go up. Mm. Unprepared, fluff about, and suck the energy out of the room. You just make it harder for those other acts yeah, who have to go on piss, after you. Yeah,
1: you piss people off, and then, don't you? and then you, know, you don't want that. You want you think you want to, when you first start anything like you want to you know if you start football playing football for a team. You don't you don't fucking go in unfit, do you? You want to be the fit as you can be, and you can get on the team is the same as it, stand up. Really, you want to be the best you can, I suppose. But you've got to be. It's just as fun as well, so you can't be too fucking serious. Do you know what I mean
0: striking our balance? Yeah,
1: it's like. <laughs> Yeah, it'll be too serious and, uh, you know, but don't be fucking too sloppy. Don't be too pop nasty, you know?
0: Pop nasty. <laughs> Sandro, roll for another question. <laughs> Number 10. Number 10. Outside of comedy, Sandro Ford, what would be your dream career?
1: <laughs> I just boxed him, but I wasn't very good at it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I don't know. Dream career. I'd love to be, I love like, ba- I love music and stuff. But I'd love to be a singer, but I can't sing. I think if I had the voice, I'd love to be a frontman of band, Because that is just amazing. But I love, I don't understand. But I think that would be my dream kind of job, frontman of a band. Because with a band as well, like, if, you, if you're a good songwriter and singer, you can write a good album. It'll keep you keep your money fl- flowing for the rest of your life when you have to work much.
0: Well, if you have the <laughs> fucking luck to get that. Big so the fucking thing is, hit. No,
1: like when you do start, like you start doing stand up, and you think, you think, oh, I wanna, I, I well, you gonna, do, cause you see people on TV that kind of thing, and people say, oh, so everything's just sweet, when you start, they think, oh, see, people think it's easy to go, but what it, what it reminds me of is like no bands you now, because obviously when you start to cover but, or a band say, the chances of getting in the top is just like that's fucking minimal. Everyone's got a dream of it. Right? I even stand up, like stand up, like stand up is like a kind of. There's a good chance you, get, probably get a, you could probably do, you know, do get paid slots and have as a part-time kind of job. And a slimmer chance then you could do as a full-time or a decent living. But the chance of actually making it is really slim. It's the same as anything, really, you know?
0: Uh, see, so playing in bands is a, a fucking different beast altogether, though, because then again, obviously you have loads of people doing comedy. Everyone, you know, does comedy. Everyone's got a podcast, if you think about it, really, in the long run. But... With a band, it's it's more down to genres really. So you've got to like, you've got to break in on your local, say, punk scene. But then you've got to be the standout band in your local punk scene, so that when promoters are looking, they're like, Swansea band, oh right, let's get them. Then you're up into the next stage, say, or yeah, yeah. that level of that. It's and I guess it's the same with comedy, but it's. It's it's all hard work, Sandra. Why the fuck don't we just like enjoy
1: reading or something? Why do we do these things to it, ourselves? No, it's, it is. You're call me journalist as well, anyway. I suppose. Yeah, this is true. I mean, you're
0: very much. Well, I say you're very much. You started off very much like a raconteur, like storyteller. But what I've noticed is, and I'm guessing this is prepping for the competitions. Yeah, you've cut the the jokes out of your stories now, and you're tightening them. So yeah. it's less rambling. As great and funny as that was, it's becoming way more like a punchy kind of set. Yeah, know?
1: yeah. That's the thing. I like doing long stories. and But, you know, if I'm trying to do like, if I'm just doing shorter sets and stuff, I want it to be as punchy as possible. But in the long run, I want to go back to doing, like if, I, if I was doing a 20 minute set and a half hour set, I mean, I, I definitely have a longer story.
0: It if affords I'm, you the, the room to breathe the story a bit then. Like if yeah. you're doing like a 5, 7, 10, you want that shit to be pop nasty. Yeah.
1: Yeah, you wanted to be pop nasty. But what you want as well, I think. You no, know, you look at um like you know, Billy he's brilliant stories and um you got like then you obviously got like Ken Bridges does a few stories, but you the ideal story is some a story that's unexpected punch on the end, but a story people can relate to along the way, like, you know. Yeah, yeah. So like okay, I, I saw Ken Bridges do he does his bit about he went to the Pub and his, and something and um about vaping and he and he just he says about Wanker's vape and he's just along them lines. And he said, like, and, and it, but it's relatable, it's funny. And I see the Billy conley do stuff like, he does, it's a story, has a proper story, but it's got observations in there that people get as well. So you've got, you've got that's the perfect stuff for me, I think. So
0: it's all well and good doing a story about, like, you specifically and that one thing you like that maybe not everyone is super into. And you're just like, um, if I was to do a set about, like, 20 minutes of just jokes about, like, obscure 70s um, Italian horror films... yeah. I might fucking love the shit out of doing that, but it's not gonna fly with the the audience unless you've got like a room full of fucking like Dario Argento and Lucio Fulci fans, which I doubt is gonna happen.
1: Well, I think what it is with, with comedy. I, 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 I don't know, I was never a massive comedy fan before I started, but looking at it now, where I look at comedy, I think you know the ones, the ones who do are doing well are the kind of working class comedians are smashing it because you know. It, you look you got like Sarah Millican. You got like say, um, Cambridge's. What's his cock? His name now, Mickey Flanagan. Mickey Flanagan. Like Frank um, Skinner's back. You got you got all these kind of class communities because they are so liberal and working class, and there's more working class people in Britain than is you know.
0: And I mean, comedy it, for the longest time was ruled by like Oxbridge graduates, essentially. Like, basically, well, it, it,
1: if, it kind of is. It's it's kind of. Moved a little bit now, but it's kind of that way as well. A lot of public school boys doing it, but they so know they're not, they not sell out nothing though. So,
0: but you got to think like back in the days of like Python and all their contemporaries, they all met in Cambridge and Oxford in like the performing arts societies and the footlights, yeah, yeah, and that's where it came from. And they would take it to Edinburgh then to do a show they've been Ooh. working on. Uh, whereas nowadays it's great because dumb fucks like me and you can just be like. <laughs> Yeah, fuck it. I'm going yeah. to show
1: Even, the world my give talents. Don't get me wrong, right? I, I, like, I like kind of like, um, what's it called? A real alternative comedy. There's a thinking kind of game. I think oh, it's, it's interesting, but I've been in a room people have done it and yeah, they have laughs, but the funniest comedy when I've, I've watched comedians do stupid stories, observations, and then the people are crying, laughing. and silly comedy is the funniest comedy, do you know what I mean? Rather than, I know really intellectual stuff is, is quite funny. People are oh, yeah, I get it, but it's not, you know, people don't cry laughing, that kind of stuff. To I me, mean, they get it. It's more of a preach, isn't it? Yeah. Like Bill Licks, yeah. I I find, I, I like Bill Hicks kind of stuff, but it's not, it's more of a, you know, it's like George Carlin, yeah, he was funny, but he wasn't like hysterically funny stuff, was it? It seemed to me like Doug Stanhope. I I, I like him. I'm not the biggest fan. Yeah. Man, but it, he is more just shouting
0: his opinions at an yeah, audience rather yeah. than selling a relatable narrative that they can kind of...
1: It's not a, it's not a kind of set of punchline stuff. Hmm. It's this kind of like, yeah, it goes on and it's just, yeah, I know what you mean. So to answer the question, a singer? Yes. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Pop Nasty Sandro, roll for another question. Eight. eight. This one hasn't actually been asked, I realise. The term hacky gets thrown about a lot mm. in comedy. Uh, what do you personally feel constitutes hacky material
1: or a hacky act? Joke thieves, I think. And stuff that's been kind of. It's hard to cross stuff that's been done. But, um, yeah. But I'll to s- say
0: that, though, you've got to think the amount of people who've been alive over the span of humanity. Yeah. There can't be any such thing as an original thought. Regardless of how personal, based on your yeah, yeah, yeah. interpretation, surely someone's written that joke before.
1: Well, not really. There's loads of stuff. There's loads of avenues, yeah. But the same kind of subjects, I mean. But uh, hockey, I think, is just stuff. The people just doing, you know, you got like, you no, know, like a kind of jokes. Like, if you um, want to say puns
0: and one liners, I won't be offended.
1: <laughs> no, not puns, not. Some, but I mean, like, some stuff has been done, like, um, kind of, kind of call just jokes, my lip to seal and them kind of thing. where they all be fucking done, low hanging fruit, as yeah, it was. yeah, easy stuff. Yeah, because yeah, yeah. you have one, um, like corma curry, you no, know, like the easy puns. They've all been done. People still do them. And like, um, see. I-
0: I do have a, a career based pun, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I think it's quite good. It basically, yeah, but they, uh... <laughs> yeah they've
1: been, they've been, that's kind of hacky comedy, and I don't know,
0: but I enjoy it though. I I know a lot of my jokes could be constituted as hacky. I do a lot of kind of yeah, I do some hacky shit as well, one liner punchy kind of. Yeah. You know, I li- I like stuff. I like
1: doing, but I like doing pun. Like they can I, I do some, I do. do some hacky shit, but hacky. I mean, it's kind of people know. I think Archie as well is a predictable joke, I think, as well. People are going to roll their eyes rather than laugh. Yeah, but I like that. I, I do a joke, like, I like roll their eyes out. But I just I like doing it. I won't get rid of
0: it. <laughs> <laughs> I think we're in a, a fortunate position, though, where we are in the early days of our comedy, I say careers in the <laughs> loosest <laughs> terms, uh, is that we have that breathability. No, we, you know, I don't think we're defined as acts as such. So we can learn and experiment.
1: You've got to find your voice New. You now. Gotta find out what you like doing, what works well for you. You know, I tried doing some observations and they don't work that well for me. But maybe they will in the future. But I still like to write your stories. And I like doing one line and stuff. But you always improve. It's one of them things call me. Like I look back at some of my early tapes. So I was just, right at the time I thought, oh, I done well. But I look back now, I fucking cringe, I can't even watch them. <laughs> I
0: get that, man. It's um, so
1: cringy, I hate it.
0: Before we are uh, going back to Bristol, uh when I was getting my set together, I found all my old recordings and videos. And literally listened through every single one of them and anyone that got a laugh transcribed them. And I think I got like one joke out of each video, to be honest. I like know. listening back to it, and I was like, Why the fuck did I think it was funny to go up and make jokes? Not like I wasn't purposely making jokes at groups of people, but I made some real fucking close to the bone <laughs> jokes when I first started. And I was no, like you
1: gotta do that, you've gotta try your stuff. People, hey, you got you got to try stuff and get you know get get find your voice and do, do what you want to do with new When I first started though, I wanted to be like a
0: shock comedian. I wanted to say horrible stuff, and then like I did one set that was just a horrible material. Like, maybe my third gig, mm. and it was utter a sil- not but a silence, but disdain from the, the audience. Problem, the
1: problem is doing that kind of shock stuff. I think I look I looked at this thing of day and it shocked me. You know, Frankie Boyle, Is early stuff, and he was nowhere near what he is now. Mm. But his hat he would do mics and he can't even he do mics and like. um you know, starting off, you can't do that kind of stuff because people won't book you. Once you find your own audience and your own voice and you've got your own crowd, you can do what you fucking want, basically. That's what Frankie Boyle done and people like that. But in the meanwhile, you just got to kind of, especially when, you, if you're doing your own show, like you're on tour or you're doing that kind of thing, then do what you want. But if you work working clubs, with someone, or they paying you for the night, they don't, and they say, oh, no, 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 no that kind of stuff. You know, they're your bread and butter and they I suppose.
0: It's like Drew Taylor put it to me, uh, I think it was the first time I ever recorded them. Uh, You put it perfectly, it's like, like, as much as you want to do that material in a club scenario, you want to be this act, this is the kind of stuff I do, this is these people's night out. They may have planned this months in advance, got a babysitter in, gone out for a nice meal, got dolled up, and the last thing they then want to go do is, like, go to a club and see a guy just make some really really distasteful no, jokes the thing is, is of so, <laughs> you might
1: fucking love it you don't know that's the thing but people do get offended but it's a joke what you've got to realise with comedy I think I've heard people say this is that they're not trying to be offensive they're trying to make you laugh you know it's like it might be a bit close to bone but it, the, the, the outcome is they want to make somebody laugh so I hear people who, who laugh at some stuff and they get offended but the next minute by someone else well they were laughing at other things so fuck off basically
0: pop nasty do you want to roll for one more question <laughs> let's do one more ah, number 11 so we found out that outside of comedy your dream career would be a singer but what if if the stars aligned if everything went perfectly well what would your dream comedy career be what what kind of comedian do you want to be Oh fuck knows. um
1: <laughs> I, you know i personally i just i in least now you you'd love to to a living wouldn't you i suppose oh, but, but like i I, in, if I don't know because i enjoy it now as a hobby and i don't rely on it for money and but
0: no, i would say like you know you didn't have to worry about the money aspect of it but i mean is it stand up solely you want to do it you know yeah or oh, like yeah
1: you mean yeah personally what i would like to do i just like, like to stand up personally. I like I like the podcast and the, the, the real was more podcast Like, Joe Rogan's thing is what he, I like what he does. Because he just does, you don't give a fuck what he does. He does a he does stand-up podcast. He owns all, all the material. He does what he wants. If you don't like it, fuck off. If you like it, stay. And that's what I like. But once you go into the TV kind of stuff, or or like or people are paying you as their kind of thing, they can dictate... All you, you want to do, you know. I, I totally
0: get that. It's when uh, outside influences step in that kind yeah. of clips and your creative way.
1: Dave Chappelle saw that kind of thing done to him, didn't he? Try, trying to control his material, and that's the problem. When executives stuff get involved, with stuff they're trying to control you, didn't he? But
0: and it always seems to be uh, from a completely uninformed outside <coughs> perspective that mm. the people in these high power seats that do the censorship and the cutting down aren't funny people it's not like comedians have worked to that position no. it's it's people with no absolutely fucking no idea about comedy going well you can't do that that's not funny and it's like i work hypothetically 15 years <laughs> on my fucking craft I think I should know what funny is by problem now the problem
1: is well is a lot of people do, who are in charge are doing, it, are doing it from a legal point of view a lot of it I know because everybody likes to be important now people don't get offended so if they see something like on TV they're going to write a letter to the BBC or they're going to go online and do a comment and you're just fucking sad people that really the cause all this to go on soon. So, to answer the question, stand up, you'd rather like <laughs> a, just I just say I just like to stand up basically, that's what I like doing. But, like, would
0: you like to be uh, just a club act getting regular weekend club work? Would you like to be touring your own hour, for example, DVDs selling out fucking stadiums? <laughs> oh, I don't know. Where, where
1: what is the Sandro Ford <laughs> brand ideally? <laughs> I don't know, maybe I don't know. I, I, I honestly, it's hard to say that, isn't it? Because I, I can't imagine myself doing that. But Yeah, but it's it's a hypothetical. It's a oh, dream yeah. scenario. I, obviously, I'd like, you have your own tone like, t- show and stuff. That's what they would like to do, wouldn't they? See, not he, really. I want to be, a, like... You like to write inside of it, too. I, yeah,
0: I, I think my I'd perfect like comedy writing. job would be a comedy writer.
1: As much as I love getting on
0: stage and performing. On a
1: show, like... Just, in, yeah, in general. I like, like. performing. Like. I, 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 don't get me wrong, I don't mind the writing, but I like performing. But you'd have a kick out of doing... Writing stuff again, using a show, you'd like that totally. And I, it's not to say yeah. that
0: I would sack off performing because mm-hmm. I, you know, me, I'm a fucking attention whore. I like having all <laughs> eyes on me. Uh, but I, I, I just like one thing I'd always want to do is to, yeah, be in a writer's room, or even like I'm looking out for someone. Uh, if you know anyone, let me know, <laughs> just like uh, someone to bounce off. I want someone I can write with, not stand up, but say like sketch kind of stuff, uh, you know, scripts, working on that. So I've got. Another brain to bounce off. Like, I wouldn't do that with stand up per se, because obviously it is quite personal stuff. But I'd love sketch. to be. Ch-
1: yes. Yeah, hey, st- why, why don't you get on to um, Amy Weber and Dan and stuff to do the comedy gig? Oh, I'm constantly badgering them. Why do Guys, you get if listening, gonna... <laughs> Yeah, get me on the fucking show. That, you'd love to do that, would you? Oh, fuck, I. You want to get on that? That's... I'm
0: asking them all the time, and Dan's just like, no, Zach, we don't want you. <laughs> <laughs> that's not true, Dan, if you're listening, uh, I apologize. Get him on! Yeah, and Pop also, nasty. Pop Nasty, if you're listening to the Most Best Podcast, you will love the Comedy Geek Sketch Podcast. I plug it. It's it's great. It's, uh, once again, South Wales-based comedians, but it's all sketch. It's yeah. fucking genius, and they have some great guests coming on, some really talented guests. Yeah, they you know, they might have them. some even more uh, talented podcast-friendly Guests, you know, their their names who might no podcast. Who the names might rhyme with Yak Williams? We don't know. Get me on the fucking podcast, Pop Nasty. Anyway, <laughs> can I plug some in real quick? You can plug whatever the fuck you want.
1: I'm gonna plug, yeah, um, yeah. I'm gonna plug, yeah. Um, Sandro's ad corner. My night. In, it's, it's almost moved from the surge. Now it's in the Red Lion. This one's the last one before the the break. So, break is the thirtieth of May, and Chris Chopping's headlining. Got a, got a good, good little bill going. It's free entries, a back collection at yeah, so, so many th- acts and stuff. And it's a good night. Last one went well. Um Every night I put on it was good, been you know decent. I think good quality of acts and it's you know good atmosphere. You done his act. It's fucking you know.
0: A, it is a honestly. I M C A. One of my favorite gigs. We do have a plug section at the end of the podcast though, Sandro. So we'll leave it till then. Even though we've already said it, we'll plug it again at the end of the episode. <laughs> <laughs> Now I described this to you shortly before recording, uh, mm. because you just seem confused by it, uh, is the Celebrity Birthday Game. Now I've described the rules, I will go through them again for you. What we do in the Celebrity Birthday Game, I have chosen a celebrity whose birthday it is today, uh, we're recording on Monday the 29th of April, 2019, mm. without asking any questions and making only one guess, what celebrity's birthday is it?
1: Oh, this is so fucking hard. David Jason?
0: No, it was Jerry Seinfeld. He's sixty-five today. Jerry oh, Seinfeld can
1: officially retire. <laughs> He's like a billionaire, isn't he? <laughs> he
0: could, yeah, he, he could have retired in the fucking early 90s. <laughs> so much money. Now, as I'm sure you besties are all aware, I'm co-hosting with my co-host of mo host, Sandro Ford, but we aren't the only ones hosting this episode with you. Uh, we have our terrestrial co-host, Captain Christopher Criminal Chris Waters, and as you know, every week he sends in a question for our co-host with the Mohost to answer. So Sandro, if you're ready, it's time to answer Captain Chris's big question.
1: Go on, then. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Captain Chris's big question. Oh, I I I ask this one quite a lot because it's my favorite one, but I think uh would we I think it'd be good for you to answer this. Uh, Sandro Ford, what conspiracy theory do you hope is true?
1: That was going to be my supposed chosen subject.
0: Do you want me to ask another question? Or should we just merge these two? Yes. Let's do it. We're merging the Captain Chris Big question with my co-host with the Mo Host. Topic of conversation, so let's talk conspiracy theories. What one do you hope is true? What one do you hope is true?
1: That the Queen is a lizard. Exactly
0: what Sam Lloyd said.
1: Is it? It is. Oh, I didn't know that.
0: So, why do you hope the uh, the Lizard Queen theory is true? Do you know the origins of the Lizard Queen
1: yes. theory? Yes. Do you do you know do you know David Ike? Yeah?
0: I unfortunately, as much as I despise the man, watch a lot of David Icke videos.
1: Yeah, he was in Swansea Grand going back. Was it in the Grand? See he was. Yeah. He.
0: Uh, I was looking at tickets. Uh, it was four hours long, so I was like, I'm not going to watch David Icke speak for four hours. But they wouldn't tell you the venue until the tickets came. Really, it was a secret venue because obviously he's got so many people after him. Mm.
1: Oh yeah, he was get killed. No conspiracy theories. There, uh, there must be some truth in some though, That's the thing.
0: Okay, but some truth in some, yes. Not some truth in all. No flat earth. Let's talk flat earth.
1: <laughs> I flat earth. Are you coming out as a flat earth? <laughs>
0: <laughs> no. Here first, No, but ladies there, there and is gentlemen. some
1: points. About Flat Earth, but...
0: No, no. but. Tell me these points about Flat Earth. What? You see, there's some points to it. Well,
1: one one of the points is that no one... No, no, I know people have been to space, but have they been to space, though? Ah! You haven't been to space. Until I go to space, I want to know what it's all about. I want to go to space and look what it's all about. Because there's a, a valid point, somebody said, um, going back, about um, planes. They only go one way, don't they? Planes. They don't go around the they don't go the earth, do they they only go like so far. Yeah, because no one's booking an around the world flight. That's <laughs> yeah. why. No, what I mean is they don't they don't go like say like America to Australia. They don't they go that way. They don't go like the other way. Do you know I mean? Because
0: they find the shortest, most convenient travel routes, or the ones with the best refueling stops on the way? Because no. a plane can only hold a finite amount of fuel. No, so see, okay, if they only go one way, how does that describe the Earth being flat? Because Oh, yeah, because you couldn't go around the other way. Yeah, that
1: makes <laughs> sense, really, doesn't it? Can't get over the giant fucking ice wall. Yeah, but there is a lot of stuff that's always bollocks. like in a, But that, I, you watched that one on Netflix.
0: Behind the Curve? Yeah. Yeah, it was amazing. <laughs> Although, I say it was amazing. It wasn't as in-depth on flat
1: earth as I wanted to no, It was to be. more, it in was the more piss. flat earthers. Yeah, I, 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 that guy, he thinks he's the main man, underneath. The the guy with the baseball cap is lives with his mum. He's a fuck yeah. He's a fucking donut. Do he, he's you saying um, <laughs> donut? Yeah, he's only really saying he's like oh, yeah. People say to me, are you so and so? yeah, that's me. You know, I'm like oh fuck off, mate. No one's not doing the shop.
0: People are saying that to him on the comments of his videos that he's putting on YouTube.
1: I know. I, I and he wanted... got a woman who's quite smart and ginger woman.
0: They seem that that was I quite like that whole narrative in the documentary. Yeah. There will they won't they? I thought that was quite cute. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I kind of hope they do. I hope they find love, and I also hope they find out that the Earth is fucking <laughs> round. Round Earth, round Earth theory. That's why I'm starting. But no, the documentary didn't go into. <laughs> I say the science of flat Earth enough with big fucking air quotes.
1: Yeah, they were. I mean, yeah. I just pissed tick, I say like flat Earth, enough, but there's not enough evidence. What I like, um, I watch all Joe Rogan podcasts. What I like. When people come on with conspiracies, he said, "What's the best part of evidence bit of evidence you got?" I think, I think that the, the, the towers, I think that was a daphne that was done. We we talking 9-11. Yeah, 9-11, That was done by the government or some. That was all pre done. Personally, so I've seen the evidence. But there's loads of evidence. I believe that. There's stuff like the um, what's the fucking but, bigfoot and shit. But Sandro,
0: you're being a bit of a flat earther about this. You're saying there's loads of evidence. You're not presenting any. Tower seven. Okay, yeah, but you can't just say Tower 7. The besties at home may not have heard this. Talk us through the theory.
1: Well, they didn't say about Tower 7, did they? When it happened. They didn't mention it. This is true. Was there also something
0: attacked, or not attacked, but something hit the Pentagon as well? Yeah, not, yeah. If I'm not mistaken.
1: Yeah, something went down there, didn't it? I am watching a while. I've watched loads on it. And it is like the BBC announced it before it happened. That actually happened. There's a video footage that I've got taken down. There's loads, there is loads, and we've got to watch in depth, have a look like I did, and you will uh, realise it is true. You're a flat, flat out, I was going to say you're a flat (laughs) out, you're a flat out conspiracy theorist, aren't you? No, there's some stuff there I don't believe. Chemtrails, I was into them, but I I, bullshit.
0: Uh, Do you believe jet fuel can melt steel beams? No. No.
1: 100% no. 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 And the way you you fell, look at where you fell. Right, I don't spend that much time watching 9 11. That's the thing, look at it, and you'll. The evidence is there. Like I said, I don't go by stuff. I go by evidence now. And I looked at the evidence and I was like, it's fucking 100%. But the buildings don't fall like that. The way they built, they don't fall like that. It was all, it was blown up.
0: You say buildings don't fall like that. Have you uh, researched
1: how buildings fall? Uh, yeah. We looking at them buildings, the way they were built. They were built in cross steel. And it was like a real strong su- uh, structure. And you forget, how big the, you forget how big they were and how strong they were and how deep the foundations were. And that plane was like, fuck all, it in it. It's like you no, know, it t- n-
0: but we've never had an example in history of inside job. <laughs> we've had inside jobs, but we've never had mm-hmm. something of that magnitude. Say a skyscraper of that size and a plane at that velocity hitting. Yes, scientifically, I say with big air quotes again, jet fuel can't melt steel beams. It shouldn't have fallen like that. Mm-hmm. But we have no evidence. They, they, I don't think they factored in when designing the towers what the impact of a. Full yeah, fucking jetliner hitting yeah, it would but, do. What well, we fell, but we don't know because we've never
1: seen it happen
0: yeah. to another building. We and that's, that's that's the basis. The you're winding me up now. You this is the explosions. basis. This is the basis of any good science experiment is you repeat it multiple times. So then you have results to no. compare to each other if you do it just once that's unreliable yeah, results but you, you look at the basically beach, we need to start flying more planes into more buildings and look, find out if, final e- evidence look the, inside if you look
1: at the evidence you can see the explosions or down the bottom and you can see and people you why people, can't that just be power ask, surges people about um over there there was, was a lot of men who there in the tower weeks before yeah because maybe they'd have construction there. no it was all construction it was bombs mate Mm, I see. Yes, it was. Look to.
0: I'm not trying to side with the you American are. government on this. you all
1: government. You're podcaster. You're all fucking into that.
0: Yes, I'm, I'm clearly <laughs> very, very much. I, the only reason I podcast is for the American and the moon, government.
1: And the moon landings are fake. <sighs> right. Okay, let's
0: talk <laughs> fake moon landings. I'm, I'm getting kind of wound up about 9 11. Let's talk fake moon landing, That'll calm so, me down.
1: Yeah, 9 11, a job. Uh, moon landings, I was fake. And your evidence is? There's someone walked in on it being filmed. Yeah,
0: but I can say I walked in on Jurassic Park being filmed and they had actual fucking dinosaurs. Doesn't make it true, Cassandra. Yeah,
1: there's, there's there's loads of evidence. That's That's definitely true.
0: But this is the problem, and like... <laughs> This is the problem with conspiracy theories. You can just sit there going, oh yeah, there's loads of evidence. <laughs>
1: there is. Present me the fucking evidence. I will email you loads and you can put on the best thing.
0: Send me some links, because I will, in the show notes of this episode, I will put all the links in for people to make up their minds for themselves. The best is at home. I don't know. My whole audience mm. can think 9-11 was an inside job. And I could be nick nicknabry. You, you don't believe in this job, do? You don't believe in any
1: it confusion? I
0: don't have enough evidence to say yes or no. Yeah, it's all there, though.
1: It's probably the most evidence. Do you know Jesse Ventura? What's your name? Yeah, as in the fucking Jesse Ventura, the wrestler, the wrestler. <laughs> governor, governor of
0: Minnesota, Minnesota. Yeah, fucking Jesse the Body Ventura. <laughs> You're taking him as a credible source. Yeah, he's good. Ah, uh, see, Sandro, I he's good. This is not pop nasty. So, right, I. If well, I'm uh, going back to the fucking the moon landing, right? Go on. So apparently it's fake, right? Yeah, I just don't believe it. I just want to. Th- but if it's fake, mm. how are we still have? How do we still have the means to send crafts and people up into space?
1: No, I I, I don't think. What I, I, or I think I I I I believe that they were on the moon at some point, at some point, but I believe that one. Apparently, <clears throat> the karma fitness is all burnt. Apparently, so they, that, they had to pre-do one. So it, it did happen, but the actual footage is all fucking faked. And do you believe
0: Stanley Kubrick directed it? No. No? Because that's the main thing. Most people who believe that the moon landing was fake uh, believe that the director, Stanley Kubrick, was the one who shot all the fake moon landing footage. Did they? Yeah. Yeah, 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 Um, I think that's just because people are putting that and 2001 A Space Odyssey together. Mm. And just be like, oh, yeah, oh, yeah he yeah. did a so it. was like, oh, yeah, George Lucas faked the moon landing. Yeah.
1: But a lot, a lot, a
0: lot hollow moon where do you land on hollow moon hollow moon does the moon exist is it a
1: hollow shell it's a hard one I don't know not something you've researched much no I don't know much about that I, I don't believe it's hollow I believe it's there alright the moon's there we just haven't been there. oh do aliens or oh, do aliens
0: I believe that there is far too much of an infinite expanse for this to be the only fucking rock with intelligent life, because look what we're fucking doing with it, Sandra. We're sat in my spare room, <laughs> screaming at each other <laughs> about
1: things that may or may not exist.
0: <sighs> there's gotta be a better planet out there.
1: Yeah, they have, but do believe that it's... Uh, there's a lot of things, a lot of kind of a, a brackets, evidence of like people seeing aliens stuff. There's there's no real evidence, is there? There's a lot, of people, a lot of people say oh, i seen this and that, but but there's a lot of corroborating
0: stories. Going back to what I was saying about it having to be uh multiple times and peer-reviewed. Uh, there's loads of examples of, like, for example, are you aware of Skinwalker Ranch? No. Look into that because there are so many people who corroborate the exact same stories, the exact same happenings at different times, completely unrelated. Yeah. And they've all witnessed the same phenomenon on this one ranch what in is America. It? It's called Skinwalker Ranch. It's just apparently this hotbed of not only alien but like um cryptozoological happenings like monsters ghosts spaceships but multiple people have gone in and researched and all come away with the same things like that that it's true and that it happens there
1: skinwalker ranch Skinwalker, but it's a massive place
0: i i i i'm not entirely sure i think so i think it's it's just like a ranch in america essentially but apparently it's just like this hotbed for Mm -hmm. fucking uh, that fi- unexplained activity
1: What's that film right It was it was a film about um, Something family was called And aliens come and him. My parents were aliens No it was a proper film It was a scary film I, it was, I think it was loosely based on a true story Oh
0: fuck that could be the anything Muxa, The
1: Muxhamin family They got kit- abducted. I have absolutely no farm. idea I don't I'll, know. I made to tell about it before. I will ask him when I get text my too.
0: Yeah, we'll put a link to that one in
1: the fact. We'll yeah, what was what? Yeah, what
0: with the ranches? They
1: creepy ranches,
0: aren't they? Yeah, but like <laughs> they were saying that like the guys who owned it would like they were constantly getting chased by like orbs of blue energy that was like they were finding their cattle like decimated in no way that a human being could do. When in they it, they did eventually but you got it it's it had like a reputation though i i think so that it was hard to flip it and at the same time that like paranormal researchers caught wind of it so they wanted to be there and they were investigating it so much that they couldn't just like up sticks and fuck off mm. they did eventually um, whoa, 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 what was the outcome uh, a lot of people still believe that it's true that like uh, it is a hotbed for this kind of activity uh, is you th- still happening now then I don't know. I haven't done all that much research. To be honest, I'm kind of just paraphrasing what I listened to on Last Podcast on the Left, who did like a three-episode expose on it, which is definitely worth a fucking listen. What's called
1: Last, one? Last Podcast
0: on the Left. If you like conspiracies and creepy shit, that's a good fucking show. So, with that, with all this great comedy talk, infuriating conspiracy theory talk... my time with the Avon Rambler has once again come to an end. <laughs> the <laughs>
1: Avon Rambler, pop nasty,
0: <laughs> pop nasty. Uh, so you plugged it earlier, plug it again. Sandra, where can people find you? What have you got coming up?
1: There's a few, there's a few um, gigs I'm doing all over the place. But next is the in the red line in Batalba but by the train station. It's free comedy night. Uh, red line in is Chris Chopping. Got a really good bill. I haven't confirmed everybody yet, but it's going to be a good bill. About six comedians on. Load of choice of drinks and stuff and I'll be emceeing it so do you down, need any um, any podcasters on the bill? you've been on the bill I know but I, I I'm every. <laughs> you'll, you'll, you'll be back on again yeah it's the 30th of 30th of May 8pm start get there after half 7 and get a seat because last time was no seat's left if
0: it was anything like the last one I did it's a fucking hell of a night it's a good night Yeah. not only are the audience rambunctious as all fuck but they're polite about it they're not there to get in the act way. they're there To get the most of what the act has got to give him. And the energy was fucking incredible. I thought I had a bad one. But at the same time, people were enjoying it. So get down to... uh,
1: Is it called Comedy of the Red Lion? Comedy of the Red Lion. And the MC is going to be amazing. I don't know.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Mr. Pop Nasty himself, Sandro Ford. Um. Uh, If you want more Most Best Goodness, you can uh, get the show on Stitcher, Acast, Spotify, iTunes uh wherever the yeah. fuck you get your podcasts uh get more of our social media goodness all at most Best podcast and just keep being uh, a good bestie you guys are my lovely friends from around the world i like that you listen to what i have to say even when it's someone coming into my house and spouting total bullshit about 9-11 true sure. sandro <laughs> <laughs> so, thank you so much for coming down to the episode again uh this time
1: next year definitely
0: fucking ace you but <laughs>